Alrighty. It's probably going to be the shot. You guys see that? Uh, yeah, yeah, just keep it. It's really easy. You want to make this one easy, Kev? You guys see that fucking <laughs> that fucking uh, Jake Paul fight? They they he didn't even make enough money to pay for everybody on pay per view buys. Is that true? He made less than had less than three hundred thousand pay per view buys worldwide for Anderson Silva. Yeah, and well, he's he, fucking fifty. Did he win? Uh, J- Paul did. Not by much, right? By decision. Hey, is your mic on? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't hear you at first. Yeah, you need to be tight to it, I think. Um, <laughs> he won by decision? Yeah, he won by decision. Yeah. He keeps finding these way left-sided fights. Like, the guys, he just fought somebody that when, like, when Anderson Silva was fucking 29 years old, Jake Paul was a fucking pile of sperm. Yeah, I know. The, like, he, that's his game, right? He, he is a guy who was a YouTuber, yeah. but he was young enough to learn how to fight. But not experienced enough to fight the good people now. So get people who are good at something other than boxing a long time ago. His his uh, PR guy's got to be good. And then fight them when they're in something that's like kind of outs. Not their, like he's not MMA fighting Anderson Silva. He's boxing him, right? Yeah. And he wants, like he wants to fight Mike Tyson. Well, Mike Tyson's going to. Kill him. Be he's going to be collecting pension. He's going to kill him. Yeah, so. my, uh, I think Mike Tyson would still kill him though. Honestly, yes, I do yeah. too. Because Mike Tyson's an actual boxer, and he's he's a fucking weapon. When he trains for something, he trains to kill. He only knows one way to do it. Like yeah. right, you can't you can't take the fight out of the dog like that. I heard him on Rogan, and he said he wasn't training because he didn't like who he was. Who uh, Tyson? Tyson. But then he did an exhibition match, and he looked like an older version of himself. That killer oh, that killer oh he had that instinct yep. like, yeah like fuck joe rogan says he got his table that he's got in there he made it wider because of tyson because he was like <laughs> a little nervous because he wanted to have more distance between him and tyson when he was fighting he said he had him in when he was like uh doing his podcast i yeah. think it's called hot box with mike tyson yeah and he was like uh i think he had a weed like he had a strain of weed he was he was growing or something. Yes, promoting his own his own. His, yeah, his own yeah. weed. And he was like really, really into weed when he was smoking it and, and when he was uh like getting involved in the business, you know? Yeah. And it was like he was really mellow and really introspective. And I love those podcasts actually, the Mike Tyson uh hotbox podcast. They were pretty funny. Like yeah. uh, and then like Mike Tyson is like a pretty interesting guy to listen to. Like when he's especially when he's like that version of himself. Yep. Yeah, I I listened to his. He did a stand up like in front of an audience. Yeah, yeah. Like and told his like not he it wasn't a a comedic thing, but it was like one man show his, thing. One man show yeah. that some of it was funny as fuck, and the rest of it was like in the depths of what he was going through in the moments and shit. Yeah, they do a show on Disney now. It's uh, the Tyson like a docu series or whatever. Yeah, but he even but it's based on that that a one man show. Oh, okay. Like, so it's like the character who plays Tyson's doing the one man oh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they like cut into like those parts of his life and they show it all. They have actors playing all the characters and stuff like that. It's pretty good. Actually. It's like the, do you see the Lakers one? No, oh, I heard, I've heard it's good though. It's the same thing. It's like the Lakers one, but it's the Tyson one. So there's a lot of like sex. Like it's really like gratuitous. Like he gets really, he's really honest about his this life. This is on yeah. Disney. It's on Disney, uh, Disney Plus, called Tyson. Disney's really going for uh, a new element, eh? Yeah, take a run at Netflix. Well, like it might be right. Star, because all oh, the stars. Disney has Star Plus, yeah, and no. they show the they show the 
movies with titties. Yeah, because like they got, they got they got Pam and Tommy on Disney. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I know. Eh? Like, and, and they got grief when they had mur- only murderers in the building because it says murderers in the title. Like that was the that was the controversy. Then you realize, is it really a controversy or is it just them saying it's a controversy so people know about the show on Disney that's yeah. called Murders in a Building? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Good marketing, so. right? Good marketing tool. Yeah. That's what I mean. We should just say like um, retard and stuff so that we can get canceled just as so that people can know about us. Don't remember, you think? <laughs> is that like a plan? Remember, I don't know. I don't know if you remember this. I do. When we were in grade eight, the uh, album... Beastie Boys, the one with you got to fight for your right to party. License to ill. License to ill. Yeah. It came out and our grade eight teacher went on this tangent about this horrible album. I'd never heard of it. Never heard of the Beastie Boys. Never heard of this album. And I went and bought it that night. He, 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 cause he, cause he told you that it was, it was like awful. It was going to be good. Yeah. yeah, And then then you want to listen to it. I had to hear what was so bad about it. And that's what Disney's doing. I'll bet you they're like controversy yeah it's i mean that's i think the the root of everything i mean like people don't i like i mean uh if i'm doing stand-up right like and people all uh gasp you know as good as a laugh right uh they were paying attention yeah i made them feel something right like i mean that's that's not nothing right and then if i if they all boo uh, they all hated what I said, you know, like the whole room, you know, disliked it to me. That's like, they still, they were listening. They didn't like it. They told me they didn't like it. You know, I bet you they'll hold on to that, that bit. But if they don't do, <laughs> if they don't do anything, that's about that's crickets is not good. Then, then that's awful. Right. Yeah. Then, and then what are you doing? You know, like if we're doing this Dutch hall, like this is our 418th episode of this program uh-huh you two gentlemen have been doing this with me long enough especially beaver man he's a seasoned pro at oh this God, and yeah. beaver's been around in all carnations of this I'm, i've been around season at, one as long as your wife you've been yeah. a part of the show yeah. as long as you've been dating julie pretty much you've been a part of the show yeah eight years yes yeah, i mean that's almost the whole run because yeah. we're only in so, I mean, Beaver's been around forever and ever. We know how to put on a show, right? And the last thing we want to do is get crickets at home, get people not to care. Exactly. So, we're going to have to make this episode spicy. The 418th episode of our show, we're going to have to make this like a little, little provocative for our fans here. The people that are tuning in on the Facebook lives, on the YouTube lives, on the... The new potential subscribers. Uh, uh, yeah, all the to the guy in India who's going through a catalog, deeply going through. He's 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 in the episodes I forgot about, and I'm seeing him come up at some guy in India. He's going deep into a catalog, looking up uh, soft shell boner and stuff. You know, Ooh. like <laughs> old episodes. You know, and uh, so we got a we got an obligation to this guy. We got like Emil Van Steeg who's like digging him or like uh, just uh, he's like sitting on a the roof of his house. You know. Because it's water. flooding. He's know. got a cow on his shoulders. You know, <laughs> yeah. On the roof of his house. One in each arm. And we're, we're sitting here just having a nice time drinking beer in Pine Grove when these listeners are counting on us putting on a fucking spicy episode tonight. Yep. 
So there's only one way to do it, Kevin. Get this fucking thing started for these people who are counting on us. Hit that theme song, my friend. I don't think I should have swore. That's all part of the spice. I like it when you swear. It's the spice. of Live from the Dutch Hall and two-time two time. President's Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Hey, thank you, everybody. Welcome to the pool shed in Pine Grove. We're the Dutch Hall. For you, those of you that don't know, you might hear my voice sound a little scrambled because I'm getting liquored up tonight with my, f- with my friends here. And uh, we're glad you joined us. Tonight, let me introduce the room of these fine gentlemen sitting to my right and to my left. Let's start with my left. This fella right here, he was a star last week's show, and I have a sneaking suspicion he can pull the same trick tonight because <laughs> he's that good. Ladies and gentlemen, Derek the Beaver Van Hooten. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all the way. One more woo. Woo, woo. This is the person I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to my right, this is guy is doing it all tonight. He's running the uh, soundboard. He's directing. Made it easy for him that way. And I parked him close to the fridge so he can give beers to people. And he is giving. Look at him doing his job like that. Ladies and gentlemen, there's not much to say about this guy other than Kevin Van Dungeon. Donger. The Donger. Yes, please. I'll take one more. I was chugging that pretty heavy through the theme song. I was thinking he's got he's really pulling the resume up, eh? Fucking doing everything. What we got Kevin doing is like Jesus. He he talks a good game actually about being uh He's like our MVP. Lazy and uh not caring, not giving any fucks and stuff like that. But when it comes right down to it, Kevin's got a big heart, but uh, it only lasts for forty minutes, as I found out last week. Get out. <laughs> Kevin just taps out, which is 40 minutes longer than my brother when he did the job, <laughs> Yeah, which was which isn't bad. I'll take what I can get. So I said to Johnny, too, when he was doing it. By, by the way, Johnny's a whiz. Beaver still hasn't met him. He's doing a show, no. tonight, show tonight at Emerson, and comedy beats us. That's what he says. Yeah. Johnny Redden says, I want to be a stand-up comedian. I can't just be doing the podcast all the time. I go out there and work on my craft, and I say, Johnny, I can't fault you for that, my friend. Do what you got to do. That's right. It's got to go out there and you got to learn how to be funny. It's fucking brutal. I can't wait till the meeting. Huh? I can't wait till they meet each other. I know Johnny Beaver. It's like there's probably a conspiracy theory out there in Dutch Holland right now that Johnny and Beaver are the same person. Yeah. There's a lot of people who are just listeners of the show, and they might just think that uh, Beaver was just wearing a, a big weird- a Johnny Renton costume. Yeah, <laughs> like a big weird owl wig. and a- <laughs> What does Johnny even look like? He's got glasses? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this funny? We've done, I don't know how many shows we've done with Johnny, but does he wear glass? And I've seen him like at Levy all the time. And 
does he wear glasses or not wear glasses? I could not risk my mother's life on it. I kind of forget. Like he's a Sicilian. What was the other half? He was like German and yeah, German, German and, and, and Italian. Huh. German Italian. German Italian. It was a mix. Yeah. <laughs> we never, we, we had a guess because he was so ambiguous. We didn't know what he was, eh? Yeah. So we guessed. And, a little uh, bit of everything. Yep. Yeah. You, uh, you could tell. Finally, he gave it away because we realized he was anti-Semitic and a good cook. Yeah. <laughs> and then we we're like, ah, oh, German Italian. Sure. Yeah, see, I'm the farthest thing from an Italian and German. What, you love Jews and can't cook? <laughs> I'm not far from it. I had to ask you an honest-to-God question, Beaver. Yeah. Have you ever met a Jewish person in your life? No, I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Like, I'm mean, honestly, no, I haven't. You haven't, right? I've heard a lot of the good things about Jewish people, <laughs> but you haven't really met one. Like, I, I'm in. I'm I had thinking, a buddy that we, we call him fake Jew. <laughs> he what, is literally fake Jew. Well, what makes him fake Jewish? Because all his friends of his family are Jewish, and uh, he was he like a he is the Jewish community has pulled him in. Like he's got, oh he's welcome. Oh. Yeah, remember the episode on the Yamaka. Or the Hamaka or whatever. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, I talked about it. Where? Oh, that's how you knew about from where, this guy. Yeah, he was. He's he's got one of those fucking little pouches for his head, and he's <laughs> and uh, he was fucking uh, like he goes to the round table Jewish meetings in uh, <laughs> at the fucking uh, the community synagogue. That, yeah, the little community center that they call them that where they commute. <laughs> Beaver, you know nothing about Jewish stuff, right? And no, that's nothing. A, and that's I know a, they're rich as fuck, right? They seem to be very successful, right? And, and, but and they're they're very like like I from what I hear, <laughs> uh, Jewish people like to help other Jewish people out so that they're all successful in some way. Oh yeah, they're not one man shows. Yeah, like the community Strong sense of community, the sense yeah. of community where yeah. they kind of help each other. Well, that's all right. But uh, that's kind of uh, funny, eh? Because, like, like, for a lot of people, that would be, um, like, uh, quite shocking that you've never even met a Jewish person I, before. I may have. I just don't. You don't know, right? I just don't know. I'm it's trying not, to think if you know not. one that's been on, on our show that you wouldn't have known was Jewish but is Jewish that you met. And I'm just trying to think of Jewish comedians that have been in. Brandon Sobel's a long time ago. I don't even think you remember no, uh, him. Um Man, I have to think about that. Chew it on it. I think I was uh, first, uh, like, uh, like, but I would say, like, it wasn't until university that I met a Jewish person, and uh, that was my first time. And I had tons of questions. I, I had tons of. Que I was just never yes. met one. I only heard about them, and I never met one. And there's no Jewish community down where we live. Well, and they don't. It's not like they wear something on their forehead that says they're Jewish, right? Like, it's not like you can just fucking point somebody out. Yeah, yeah. Right. But there's yeah. not like a, a synagogue or nothing. Like there's, so you wouldn't see, there's not a community of them down here that enough no. that you would know. There's and, every other fucking community around here. Like, yeah, we got pretty for much. For the amount around. of halls we've had in our, in our generations oh, and yeah. amount of. Just drive through Delhi, Main Street. You know, there's been yeah. what, there's what, like five churches in Delhi at one point in time. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck, that's a lot of religion and a lot of halls to not have a Jewish community. I bet you there's more than five churches. I'm yeah, I'm I'm probably lowballing it. Yours was a church. One, two, three. Yeah, my, my four, five, six. Uh, there's about six at least, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's the only ones we know about because there might be some like Church of God. I'm not even. I'm not even counting the fucking the fucking people that show up at your house. What are they? Jehovah's Witnesses. Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah, I'm not even counting them. They live in that. They got a little hut down by uh, down by Tim Tim Hortons. No, there's another one down by. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, but William Street. No, the one street before William Street. What's the fuck's that? The Church of Satan. Before the tracks. Oh yeah, we had a Church of Satan. I remember there was, um, I did my grade eight speech. It cost me, you know, cost me because I went for a controversial topic. Oh, you like I got to tell you a little bit about my public speaking background, fellas. All right. When I was a young boy, I don't know if you remember this, Kevin, because you were my classmate. But we had before speeches, do you remember what we did? In grade three, we did it. It was, it was the pub, it was the storytelling contest. Okay. But it was before speeches, so yeah. it was you just told a story. Like, like a primer. Yeah, this was in grade three. My first chance at the big time. Up on stage. The first know. chance to get in front of a microphone, to get up there in front of the gym, you know, grade three. You're laser focused. Like, this is my big opportunity, man. Like Nervous I'm, as fuck. I was, and I had this comic book that I had written. You understand, when you're growing up, Kevin and Beaver, you, you get this stuff. But people at home might not understand. When you grow up on a farm, there's nobody around, oh. like forever. There, you're by yourself. There's, there's nobody around. Your brothers and sisters don't want to hang around with you. I don't know. Maybe yours did, but mine didn't. No, same here. Yeah. And then you're by yourself, and there's nobody for like a hundred acres, two hundred acres. You know, there's a next person there. You're not. There's no one. So you do things that occupy your time. One of the things I did was I made up a whole universe. And I made a little comic book of it, of these funny doctors, you know? I was a young boy, so it was like Dr. Poo Poo Head and Dr. Dum Dum and, you know, yeah. like stuff like that. I drew them all, and they're all kind of like... Uh, like a different reality. Yeah, they're all kind of like the seven dwarfs where they all had like one attribute that was their funny thing or whatever. Yeah. And then I just made up a story about all these guys got into some trouble, and then uh, they got themselves out of trouble or whatever, you know? And then I went up and told the story, uh, but I got laughs from the, especially the young kids because the names of the do the names of the characters were like poo poo head and right. so dumb dumb. You get your quick laughs, yeah, cheap laughs, but like as in grade three, still funny. I was pretty excited about it, you know, like that's a big deal. Anyways, I thought I killed, and I really uh, liked getting the laughs, and I was super happy about it. Grade four, uh, man, it was between me and Jason Fenn. And who went to the gym? I did mine on uh, Harry Houdini. Ooh, oh, good yeah. topic. Uh, he did his on magic. Oh, oh. Uh, so yeah. Who? Okay, who went first in the class? Because you, because when you got similar topics, I remember it was like whoever went first. That broad. The second topic. person, you were right away at a disadvantage. <laughs> you're sitting there with your cue cards. You're like, fuck. I'm sitting here. I'm gonna say the same shit. Yeah, with a similar topic. I mean, he had crossover stuff about Houdini, Houdini, and I think he did go first. And to uh, to to uh, make it even worse, he had a trick to open with. Oh shit! Uh, he had a magic trick to open with. I did not have a magic trick. He had a magic trick you to came open in with, with. You came in with facts. I just went with the. I went with the uh, pure speech, man. I'm a, I'm a purist of the form. You know, I'm a speech <laughs> guy. You know. So, uh, anyways, failed. I did not go to the gym. I missed out every year in the gym. I was always like 
the first place out. Yeah? My sister beat me every time. Really? Every time. Oh, that is that stings even harder. Like, when she would go to the gym, and I was the next place. You were like if she got hurt on the way. Yeah, yeah. I was, on, I was on waivers. <laughs> I was on waivers. Oh, that, does, that was a story because that was the case for grade four. Grade five, the Canadian flag was my topic. Uh-oh. And uh, just a shit topic, to be quite honest. Not, <laughs> Not a whole lot of fucking lo- of excitement. And nothing going on there. And uh, I remember I did not uh, do that well. Maybe I was, yeah, I did not uh, get even consideration for the gym in that year. Grade six, I needed to redeem myself, really wanted to dig deep. Uh, topic, I can't remember the topic this year. I but was anyway. probably goalies. I probably did. <laughs> goalies? Yeah. Yeah, I, I might remember that speech. Yep. Ken Palmatier. <laughs> i think i even brought a blocker and trapper for props <laughs> i brought a jersey one year like it was a big deal if you had a prop it was a big deal oh yeah grade seven was the year that really i made my i made like a, that was my golden year that's the year i knocked it out of the park <laughs> speech topic holland nice at motherland eh yeah. motherland and i wrote the whole thing like uh like we were getting on an airplane <laughs> Ooh. Welcome to KLM Airlines, and we're going to give you, we're going to be dropping you off here in Holland, and then I took them kind of through the, the highlights. Oh, of like ha- an adventure. Holland. Yeah. That's yeah, how adventure. I did my speech, you know? So I won uh, in the gym, got to go to the Knights of Columbus. Oh, big, uh, big winner. Yeah, the big, uh, yeah. I think you get like 15 bucks if you get, if you yeah. Get, yeah, you get, it's a big deal. I got some cash. Your parents spend it in booze. <laughs> yeah. No, that was my pocket money. I, was, I didn't let my parents near that shit. Oh, no. They just spend their own money. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, but I did not win at the Knights oh. of Columbus. I got beaten by a lawyer. Uh, uh, Drew. Uh, Boyer? Drew Boyer, yeah. That guy had a silver tongue, man. That guy was like, that guy seems like not even a real guy. I shouldn't talk about real people on the show, but like he kind of seemed like an old time politician when he was a young kid. Yeah. And he had like a way of talking. Like it was so like, uh, he was so much more charismatic than I was. When you, I had no chance of beating him. When you say that, all I can think of is, 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 is this kid in my high school who wore a suit every day to school with tie. Sharp dress, man. Yeah. That was what this guy was kind of like. Eh? He was like, I know who you're talking about too. Yeah, Whitted's kid. There's some of the people, and they're like gr- they're like grown ups. Well, he wanted to be a grown up. Yeah, it's yeah. like man, you're skipping a spot. Like you're missing, you're missing out. out. Yeah, and then like, they got I, people I like I us who I, are like I, I didn't hate him for it. Like I, I didn't make fun of him or anything. But like I was like, fuck, man, you're thinking in my head. You're missing out on a great time. Like, yeah, yeah. The guy from Family Ties, Alex. Yeah, Keaton. like Alex P. Keaton. Like this yeah. kid was in like grade ten, and he wanted to fucking have conversations with like the mayor of Delhi. Yeah, I know. I it's know. It's like, man, I totally get those people though because I was kind of like that. I respect like, him for it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I wasn't like that in high school, but I was like that. Like, as a when I was done university, I was just dead serious adult. I was like so dead serious adult, and and I was not fun. I was like an old man. Oh. And like the oldest I ever was was like probably. Uh, 32 
I was like the oldest version of Pete was like 32. Oh, really? That's young. Like a 62-year-old Pete, though. Yeah, like I was a 62-year-old man 32 at year 32. Old. And now that I'm a 49-year-old man, I'm probably acting about 10. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. so the balance, like I'm not acting my age now. The bell curve's all over the place. When I was like in my 20s and, and 30s, I was like acting old. And then I, then like, not, it was like 32 is when I stopped giving any fucks at all. And then that was, uh, gave me a few years back. Yeah. Hey, then, did you, uh, did you guys vote not too long ago? For the municipality? Yeah. Uh, um, I hate admitting this to the whole world, but no. No. I didn't know who anyone was, and I wasn't going to vote for the one person I did know. <laughs> because if you do know the person, like I mean, in this particular case, the one person I did know was the insane candidate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think uh, I don't have to go any further. Just f- figure out for yourself which one you thought was the insane one, we'll and then that. you yeah. can believe in that one. Because you could probably pick a couple <laughs> that were nuts. The one guy had, uh, I don't know if you saw... He always wore a leather, um, the one guy was running for Mary, always, always wearing a leather uh, bandana. Oh, yeah. And he'd even... What? Yeah, like on his posters, he'd be wearing the leather bandana, like a like a biker bandana. And then I saw in the fucking debates, he's wearing it in the debates. It's consistent. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I just was like, hey, Hulk Hogan, you're bald. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there's no reason for you to wear that leather hat no. unless you're covering up the fact you're bald. So we all know you're bald. So whether you wear it or you don't wear it, we know you're bald, right? Like, you're not going to get any more or less. I think you can get less votes wearing a leather hat. I just do. I think so, too. There's nothing yeah. wrong with being bald. There's nothing. And there's no one in the history of any anyone who has won an election wearing a leather hat. No, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> right? Is it just me? <laughs> no, I'd agree with that. We should check the Facebook chat to see if people are lighting up over that. The, the leather hat community is probably going I'll crazy. I'll check it out. I don't think they are. No. But last week we, we I don't think that community is too big. <laughs> <laughs> last week we missed we missed a, a a wave and a shout out from our queen. Totally ignored her. I seen it. Yeah, afterwards. Afterwards, I saw it, but like at the time, she's sitting there watching her program, waving at home, just wearing her underpants, and then uh, probably nice and comfy. Is that what you guys picture too? That she was just in her underpants? Well, you oh, just put a picture in my head. Do you always picture our queen in her underpants? Or is that just me? Yeah, no, me too. Yeah, me. Too. It's just because I've been making her a T-shirt, <laughs> but I haven't. Uh, I haven't um, sent it because I've been wanting to make sure it's perfect. I want to make it something that she's going to wear. Otherwise, uh, you know, what's the point, you know? So, but I did design a pretty kick-ass logo. You, you see how it says the Dutch Hall with Pete Van Dyke in that lettering? Yeah. Well, I did it like that, but it says, it says, the, it says the Dutch Hall Queen. Oh, right. yeah. Like that. So far, there's zero watching. Oh, awesome. We can do whatever you want. Take your dick out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Helicopter. Make, make that into a t-shirt. Oh, man. I think the pressure's right off. The live stream to me is just the rough copy, right? And then like uh it really isn't gonna sound as good as it's gonna sound once I'm done editing it. Right. It isn't gonna like have all the like f- Flex, fun flare. little uh things. Yeah. Like one time, I don't know if you guys 
Kevin, you listen to some of these shows back, eh? Um, yep. The one time Joe Joe was on, and through the live stream, it was just Joe being Joe or whatever. But in the edited version, when he would say a joke that bombs, I would put in crickets. Ah. Uh, eh? You'd add and it in there? I added it in. Right on. Yeah, to just uh, make, to add salt to the wounds. And I'm like, no one will like, even notice this ever. Like, no one will actually dig this far in the episode where I'm doing it but to me if i'm gonna go through the trouble of sitting through a whole episode to edit it let's have fun then yeah when i see those opportunities even to like bust you guys balls with like a little caption or something like that like i'll just do it like the one time i was had my hand in last week's episode i had my hand like I got some sort of a rash or something. So I was but just it like, like your hand. I know it was like dig. And it was like, I was like my right up to my, like my sphincter with my hand. <laughs> on it. And so I, ha- I was like, Jesus, Pete, like you're on fucking the internet <laughs> playing yeah. with yourself. Like, this is going to be long after you're dead. There's a video evidence of you just sitting there, just grinding your own crotch <laughs> on the internet. So I just wrote a thing about like, Oh, he's really going deep. You know, like, <laughs> like I don't even see my, like, I don't even see myself as like me when I'm doing it, you know. Test results are it's, pending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to know what I got because <laughs> it's like eventually it goes away. <laughs> Came on its own, it'll go on its own, right? Yeah, that's kind of how most things are, right? That's my dad's mantra. <laughs> yeah, and he lived forever. Yeah, go to the hospital. Ah, it came on its own, it'll go on its own. Yeah, I always go by this test. This is this is how I know if I should see a doctor something starts happening right like you hurt yourself or you get sick or something and then uh the next day if it gets better then i don't go to the doctor yeah you know if it, if it feels still shitty but uh it's a little bit better then i don't go if the next day is a little bit better I don't go but if it gets worse then i go you know what i mean yeah see i can't handle sitting in the fucking hospital man in the waiting room like i i'll like- yeah what happened with you I fucking, I dislocated my knee. And then you did nothing about it, right? Nothing. I have yet to do anything. I popped it back in place. Oh, really? You still haven't gone? No, I still haven't gone. The only thing that hurts now is is my right leg hurts because I was favoring my left uh, one for so right. For two months, I favored it. Yeah, I put my kneecap right alongside my knee, my knee, and boy, did that hurt putting it back in. Oof. Jesus Christ, Beaver. This was a tough year for you. Yeah, it was. it sucked. Yeah, you. I, that was early on, too. That was early. That was like around, that was fucking uh, Jul, June or July. What did you do to to do that? I to, dropped a spring tooth on my knee. Oh, like, like a... Three-point hitch. Three-point hitch. The oh. top link broke, and it fucking, it pivoted. And oh. I come right down on my, and, and my, my knee, come right down my kneecap. Oh, and it's that's so heavy and it slid sideways and then now you, you got that there's always that split second like did that just fucking happen yes and then and that, nothing hurts right at first right at first and then there's that second after that where it's like now what do i do yeah you're fucked that's how you know you're really fucked when it doesn't hurt right away you're yeah. like oh i'm fucked right yeah now. like last year when i cut my finger off i fucking it went hot and then i'm like ooh, fuck that that's warm but it doesn't hurt yet I'm like oh shit yeah I'm good Get the bottle of fucking super glue out. Yeah. <laughs> when I cut myself real bad and you and there's just no blood for that second, or there's no blood, you're like, fuck. 
You like, know it's you, gonna be because you know it's gonna be real bad because there's <laughs> yeah, like there's no blood. There's no blood right yeah. away. Like if you just like scrape yourself, it'll kind of bleed right away. But when you really gouge yourself, there's like a moment where your body's like, "Are you sure you're doing this?" <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like, "All right, <laughs> maybe then, it didn't happen." Yeah. And then floodgates open. Yeah. Yeah, man. See, for me, my with my thumb, it, what was the worst part is I could see the tendon I cut. Oh. Or the nerve, one of the two. It's a little white. A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it healed itself back up. I got full mobility. Yeah, I saw the white. I saw the the white before. And yeah, it's yeah. fucking scary because it's like, is that was that important? Yeah, my hands are like I can go through like uh, pretty much a roadmap on my hands of all the jobs that I was doing when I did that. Right when you injury. hurt yourself. Or whatever, like, because for the scars on my body. And well, stuff. for me, it's my face. Like, the right side of my face has been fucking pretty hacked up. From work? From everything, like, growing up, hurt myself. Oh, yeah, I hurt yourself. Like I said, I think I told you one oh, time, you got- I, I had chink eye for, for a while. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right term. Is that the, what is, is I that medical? Right from the medical journals. <laughs> they tightened it up too tight, so one eye was tight. Okay, eye. but you have to tell the backstory here. You got. I crushed my face. And with then, a baseball, was that the baseball? No, that wasn't the baseball. I hurt myself. I can't remember what I was doing. I crushed my 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 cheekbone, and the nurse was trying to feel around, make sure if if it was broken, and it was. And they pushed the eye nerve into the break. <gasps> so then I had to do surgery, and they peeled my whole face back and got the nerve out. But it was so swollen when they when they stitched it up, and this is why I don't agree with stitches anymore. <laughs> that they made them too tight. So then I went. And then yeah. the swelling went down. I'm like, this isn't a good look. This is not fucking like. You just had one eye. One was, eye was tight. Yeah, yeah. So then they had to cut it all back open and peel it all back and restructure Oof. what they did. How old were you? I was uh, grade five. Holy smokes. That's like 10 years old, yeah. 11 so then, years old. And then the break, that's why I got a steel plate in my cheek. Oh, really? Yeah. And so like, can you go through the airport? Yep. Yeah, it's not, I don't think it's uh, big enough, or if it is, it, I, I think so much bone has probably grown over it by now. Really? I think. I can't feel it anymore. I used to, when I was a kid, I could But you feel don't have plate. a plate in your head? You just have it in your cheek? I just have my whole cheek. Right, okay, so right nothing here. in your forehead or no. anything. And was the baseball thing, like you got hit with a baseball bat or something? I got clocked with a baseball bat, and then I, uh, then I smashed, uh, you know, remember, you know how now they have the yellow posts that says gas on the side of the road yeah yeah. back in the day it was a piece of fucking angle iron <laughs> yeah it was angle iron yeah, angle yeah. iron with a little gas symbol on yeah, top maybe a ribbon <laughs> well I, yeah a little <laughs> ribbon and then i fucking i did a running no look catch in the yard playing oh. baseball with my brother and my oh. and my mom and i fucking took the fucking piece of angle iron right in the fucking jesus yeah. man what that, are the odds even and that was right after the surgery that they just fixed my eye Man, you were had like a uh, just like a death wish to your own face. Eh? You just yeah. wanted to fuck your own face up. Yeah, fuck off. And and uh, like aside from two scars on my eyebrow, that's all I really got. Yeah, you look like a normal human. Yeah, I would. Some would call you handsome, even. Oh, beer. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, a little bit. Bi- Not me, but other people maybe. It, it, it was always, it, it was good. For, it. it was good for stories. Yeah, yeah, it was good for stories. I don't know. It, I had to go to a. Like an, the the eye therapist, I didn't know there was such thing. Do you ever fuck your face up when you're a kid? Oh. One time I was burning. This is my favorite story to, to tell because it's like so much 
in this story wouldn't be allowed in any and uh, maybe any time it probably shouldn't have been allowed then and probably wouldn't have been but my job as a child i was probably like 11 12 or something yeah no i was under that i was a uh, uh, 10 or 11 and I ended up, uh, my job for the day was to burn all the fertilizer bags from planting time. Yeah. Uh, in a old Vorlex barrel. Oh, there, this has just got health, healthy written all <laughs> yep. over it. And uh, <laughs> stir it with a tobacco slat, right? With some gas in there or what? You or- didn't need it, man. And once that thing, <laughs> yeah, that, that you got that green flame no, coming up or whatever. <laughs> and you just stir that, he's throwing those bags and just burn those plastic bags. So some, some would say you were very close <laughs> to a bomb. Hey, what? Yeah, well, uh, yes. If it was uh, something left, I don't know. But this was in little, this particular case. Nitrate. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing in the bags, burning plastic, uh, sending up the uh, nice uh, things into. The, I'm trying to get rid of that ozone altogether. Maybe some diesel to start. <laughs> yeah, maybe some DDT. I just throw on there to get rid of it. You know, and then, uh, anyways, a. Uh, uh, <laughs> A fertilizer bag uh, on fire wafts up, wafts up into the air and sticks to my forehead. No way! On fire, the yeah. boiling, burning sensation. Boiling, burning bag hit me right in the forehead. Paul was with me. My brother was with me. Watched the whole thing, and I just get st- it's stuck to your head so you on fire. Scrape it off. Yeah, and then you have to scrape it off, and it's just like gross. My whole forehead was blistered and. And like disgusting, like I, I didn't want to go to school. Like I, like I had to put a. You know what's crazy? You probably got in trouble for that, from <laughs> your dad. And yet, what you were for the fact of getting burnt? Yeah, it was a bad burn team. Like my whole forehead was blistered. Why'd you let that fucking and like sick bag? That's what. That's Kev. Right, that's what would have yeah. happened back in the day. You would have yeah. gotten. You didn't see it coming. What's yeah. wrong with you? It was on fire. You didn't see the thing come right at your face. <laughs> Should have paid better attention to the fire, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Me- meanwhile, he shouldn't have been. Meanwhile, he was told to do it. <laughs> yeah, man. Everything about what I did there was probably illegal by any sort of environmental standards. Yeah. Even then. <laughs> yeah, even then, I think they say don't burn these bags. It doesn't say on the bag. Proper disposal, make your kid burn them in the backyard in an old Vorlex barrel. Which <laughs> <laughs> may have some Vorlex left in it. <laughs> and you know what? That's soil fumigant if, for those of you that don't know what Vorlex is. It's a soil fumigant. I yeah. hear I hear, you, you, I hear it sizzling. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, like those are some of the reasons why these days the fucking, the, the warning label is so big. <laughs> Yeah, don't drink they, battery acid. May stick to your head. If, <laughs> yeah. uh, this bag may stick to your head if yeah. lit on fire. That was brutal, man. That was one of my worst face injuries I ever. Got. Yeah, but that's no joke, man. That's you had lick. You had liquid like plastic. It's a it's a pretty bad feeling when you have a burning plastic bag on your forehead because you're like, how do I get it off? Yeah, the panic would have been immense. Yeah, because you you have to like scrape your hand through the burning burning plastic but it's like are you scraping through the burning skin yeah. at this point you know like to get it off and but you do it so fast you're just like yeah rank because yeah. you're like get it off my still fucking that sounds all horrible. my hair was burnt like past like my where your bank like yeah, would be would like start you, had 10 head. you, had 10 <laughs> you just got like these like like a little hair sticking out of the top and then like a big gross nice blister. new haircut and your little brother's pointing and laughing at you the whole time yeah Surprised it wasn't picture day. <laughs> my grade two, uh, my grade two picture day. Um, I remember my grade two picture. You can see 
I have a a a, a fat lip, and it's from I uh, I knocked a pot off the stove and hit my and burnt my lip. Uh, it, it like uh, put wa- like bur- burning water in my lip. Ouch! Uh, and then or boiling water in my lip, and so it was like kind of swollen. And then uh, a couple of days before picture day, uh, my mom had some gardening shears out. Oh. She's doing some gardening. And I decided to just uh, take a big whack of my bangs off. No way. So I just got a big chunk of my bangs, like just uh, hacked right out. Uh, and my mom was like, fucking go into school like that, idiot. If you're going to do that to yourself, give yourself yeah. this haircut for picture day. There's a lot of parents, though, that have a scenario where one or all their kids accidentally cut their own hair yeah yeah i think that's pretty normal the kids will do it it's just a compulsion man i don't know i just i remember doing it i remember like vividly picking up the scissors and just being like fuck this i'm gonna cut some of my hair off and then you don't really think of the consequences you're just thinking like i've seen people cut hair these scissors cut cut right cut hair you know you just piece it together you're like i'll cut my own hair and and I'm not and allowed like, to touch the scissors as a kid. And as soon, like, as you, ah. as soon as you do it, you're like, oh, that was dumb. That was bad. Yeah. And then your mom's like, what are you doing? I'm not good at cutting hair at all. <laughs> Cut your sister's hair. I got this. Yeah. Do you remember how, if you, do you remember, Kevin and I were in the same grade school class. Do you remember when our like kindergarten and up to, it was like uh, kindergarten, grade one, grade two, like. Charles is in a bow tie, <laughs> in a, you know, in the pictures. Yeah. in the pictures, yeah. he's like wearing a bow tie, handsome, innocent. Dave. And he's like all uh, dressed up and everything. And then grade six, <laughs> he's wearing an Iron Maiden uh, concert tee. You're wearing a Van Halen one. Right. Same uh, shot. It's my favorite class picture. Fuck, you got some memory on you, buddy. Oh, uh, this class picture. I, I think I might have it in my kitchen. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's the best class I know, picture. I know why. <laughs> Because Dave is in the back. You know, there's three rows. Yeah. So Dave's in the back row, right beside the teacher. On the bench. On the standing on the bench. Yeah. And then and he's wearing his Iron Maiden uh, concert tee, which his mom was so pissed off about because she was like, make sure picture day you wear your thing. And he, she must not know a picture day. <laughs> so then, uh, but anyways, Dave's totally checking out the teacher's ass in the picture like you can't even deny that he's oh, looking good. at the teacher and she's a pretty good looking teacher yeah, she was yeah mrs moreland she was great she was a good looking woman stupid and then uh <laughs> <laughs> and then uh but like, that's why it's my favorite like it's so clearly they caught him right in the act of looking at her ass. <laughs> it's my favorite yeah. where you got an eye opener of what life was really like no, I think it's just, uh, he's just a dirt, uh, like it's just a, he was a dirt bag then as a young child. <laughs> and uh, I just know that's deep in his soul. Like, even though he's a good Catholic family man and everything now, I still know deep in his soul. He's still that like little dirt bag grade looking at his Dave. teacher's bum. Huh? Little grade six Dave. Yeah. It's still a horny little grade six Dave. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> badass too. Like, it, like I made him look at your teacher's ass in a class picture. Yep. He's got like I I'm just bra- I'm bragging that I have a friend yeah. who wore an Iron, Ma- Iron Maiden shirt and checked out his teacher's ass in a class picture and like this guy is the guy yeah. you know and he's like uh, doesn't even want to talk about it like it's not even a big deal you know that's a big deal when you're that age don't you think it's a big deal now yeah that too yeah and he was always even then he was kind of like don't make a big deal about it and I'm like 
make a big deal about it. This is like a classic. Yeah. Classic picture. It's the best. It'll live on forever. Yeah, like in a movie, they would circle that scenario if they showed that picture. Yeah. Yeah. As a big deal. Yeah, big deal. Cool. That's like, a cool like as far as cool factor stuff. Right. That's a cool factor. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. McLovin. And he comes from a lineage of cool, right? Like cause his dad is like one of the coolest guys in the world. Yep. And uh, you ever hear the Jimmy Charter story? I've never met his dad. You've never met Dave's dad? I've never, oh. heard, of, I've never heard of a, a Dave Charter's dad's story. Oh, I'll tell you my favorite Dave. Dave's, oh, I can't even pick a favorite with Dave's dad because <laughs> there's so many good ones. He's the best, right? So Dave's dad one time, we are, <laughs> I do love all the Dave's dad stories. They're my favorite. He's one of my favorite people in the world. He's just a great guy. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, uh, I don't even know where to start. There's just so many. They flood in your head, all these funny gym <sighs> stories. My, what, me and Dave used to uh, drink when we were um, young. You know when you spend all your disposable income on booze? Yeah. And you just go drinking all the time and stuff? So we would do that, and then uh, we'd go back to Dave's house because like, we'd go drinking at Swazi's, and then we'd go back to Dave's house because he lived in Waterford. And, and uh, Dave's dad was a safe house, kind of. Yeah, it was close. It was in town. You didn't. Yeah. Have, if you're too drunk to drive home, you just like walk over and you sleep the night at Dave's just house. Just a short drive to Dave's house. Yeah, just a short drive to Dave's house. <laughs> they can't catch us there. Not dangerous. You know? So, uh, <laughs> so we, uh, so we ended up. Uh, we go to like come in the house like you know one thirty in the morning or whatever, and uh, Dave's dad be in bed with his mom, and he would like come out of his uh, room in his tidy whities and uh he'd have those teeth out <laughs> and then he would just like want to hear the stories from the other drinking from, the night, from yeah. the night and he he'd like get a like, piece of white bread out and he'd smear some mayonnaise on it and he'd just uh. gum this like mayonnaise <laughs> white bread. he's like what happened any ladies, any ladies? <laughs> but my favorite story well, one of my favorite stories where it's which really proves how cool dave's dad is is um Dave's dad likes to sneak a a, a shot or two of uh, alcohol, and uh, sometimes that'll upset his uh, wife, you know. And uh, so they were shopping at the grocery store, and me and Dave were playing darts at Swanee's, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so um, Dave's dad was uh, checking out, and he goes, "I'll just take these bags while you're paying and bring them to the car, right?" So he comes in with like two grocery bags in one hand, two in the other hand. And uh, he comes running to Swazi's while we're playing darts, right? We're playing like, uh, what is it, 411 or whatever? You know, like, uh, anyways, we're, uh, so anyways, uh, Dave's dad comes into the bar and he's like, shot of vodka, shot of vodka, right? <laughs> Dave, like, shot of vodka. Like, and so Dave orders him a shot of vodka and he goes, what are you guys shooting? And uh, Dave goes, we're shooting double 11, right? Yeah. So Dave's dad uh, takes the two grocery bags from the one hand, puts them in the other hand. He takes the shot of vodka. He drinks it. He grabs a dart out of Dave's hand. He throws it at the board, hits double 11, and <laughs> says, see you later, fellow. Holy fuck. It was, and, <laughs> and I'm like, Dave, your dad's the coolest guy. The legend. Coolest guy. Another time we're playing at a golf tournament, and... Um, Golfing with Dave's dad was an annual thing that they'd let me do. It was a great honor to be in, in, invited because uh, Dave's dad uh, made it so much fun. 
<laughs> and uh, he would say crazy shit. And then uh, the one time he's pickled, like he's he's getting pretty lit at the end. And uh, this guy's like announcing the door prizes. And uh, Jim just grabs a microphone from his hand, <laughs> right? And he starts singing like, eyes that buys that sails the ship and eyes that buys oh, it, yeah. or whatever, you know, that sort of, like an old sea shanty or some fucking thing. <laughs> and then he drops the microphone on the ground. Like mic, he, mic drop. <laughs> and then he walks with both hands raised in the air, walks out of the Legion, goes home. Like that's Jim how he left out, <laughs> Jim out. Yeah, it was fucking badass. Oh, so good. The guy is just badass. The original mic drop right there. Yeah, yeah, that is original. He when he was a young man. This is him as an old man. Like he's an old man. Doesn't give a shit. It's so, like it's awesome. Um, but uh, when uh, he was a young man, he used to walk around with a cane all the time because he'd always get in accidents from drinking and driving. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and he crushed his he fucked his one leg up his one leg's like real muscular and athletic because he was a real athlete and his one leg's just like skinny. a stick like skinny because he was because he fucked it up so much car accidents and he would just walk around with that cane and then kick the shit out of people with the cane <laughs> <laughs> like at the old Syracuse and Waterford and stuff yeah. which is now an old folks home yeah <laughs> that's funny eh that that's an old folks home. They probably spent time watching girls in mud wrestle. Yeah. In that same place yeah. that they're sitting there living in. Did your dad live there? Yeah. And yeah, he probably would have drank in that bar. Yeah. Uh, undoubtedly with the black Donnelly's probably he's old enough. <laughs> no, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, they weren't so tough. <laughs> yeah. They were, they, they're good. Guys. I got to take them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny. Um, <laughs> so true. yeah, it's funny. It's like the same people who were drinking in that bar were the ones that were the residents in that bar, you know, yeah. or in that, yeah, the residents in that, what became a nursing home. Yeah. It's kind of funny, um, to think that one day we'd be like, um, living in Swazis. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like. Or the, uh, Gatsby's or whatever. But the Syracuse must've been like a whorehouse too in Waterford. Like it was a hotel, wasn't it? Yep. And so like, this isn't a hotel mean like a whorehouse like i may think of if you go back if people were coming into town I guess for the, the turn of the century building too right yeah it's on the on the rail line yeah people's making a stop into town they, they need a drink they go to the hotel and they need a place to stay but also you might throw a lady of the evening yeah you need some company yeah i don't know if that's true or not but we can throw it in there but like I, when I always think about it, like you know the old Norfolk Hotel, yeah, and the Turkey Point Hotel, like who's have you ever have you ever known anyone oh. that stayed at the Turkey Point Hotel? No, I don't. Didn't the Malibu used to have rooms above it too? I think it. I, I think people live there. Could have been that, apartments too. Yeah. Hey, um, you know where I did stay one time? The Erie Beach. Oh really? Oh. Yeah, I stayed overnight at the Erie Beach. What's that like? Ten cent hotel room? Oh, dude. It was like going back in time, big time. It was like you go to the seventies. You're. Did you sleep with your clothes on? No, man. I fucked it all over that room. I was on like, um, I was uh, on some sort of a dick pill I got from a friend, like a a black market dick pill. <laughs> Did it work? Oh fuck yeah! It was like a, it was amazing. <laughs> it was like I was a kid with super powers like not only did it work fine great but then like as soon as you were done 
you want to do it again? Like, no problem. Boom, again. Like, you could just keep doing it. It was the best. You just had to depend on your cardio at that point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's all mind. about cardio. It's all about cardio. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Training. I honestly think that there needs to be, like, I know it takes the romance out of it, but I would like to get a little bit of a heads up that you're going to actually agree to fuck me, like, so I can stretch. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> so you can put up. nothing out. Yeah, I'm getting to the age where I just need to limber up before I start getting into this Pete's, thing. Pete's jumping rope in the hall. <laughs> I at least want to stretch out my hip flexors because... Yeah. Instead, you're playing Russian roulette with the calendar, wondering, <laughs> <laughs> like, is, is it, it worth stretching today? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not about the calendar. It's about, it's about like, like I gotta, I gotta like solve an impossible equation of like uh, pleasing in order to be worthy of such an act. <laughs> and I know that, like, it's not up to me when we're going to do it. Like, I can think, because I, I do everything right, and it, it's, if she's not into it, it's not going to work. But if I do everything right and she's into it, it works. If I do everything not right and she's into it, it doesn't work. And if I do everything... Uh, not right and she's not into it of course it doesn't work so it's right. like 75 percent chance it's not gonna work right and if everything was equally weighted which it's not so it's tough it's tough tough to know when to stretch that's the thing it's like not only the stretching but it's also a matter of like there needs to be some sort of a contract at the beginning where you just say like listen this amount of sex is like, um, what do they call it when it's an essential, uh, like it's like water and oh, air, basic human need. like a basic human right. Oh, yeah. Like uh, this amount of sex is your basic human right. Minimal. As a human being, you have sexual needs and I acknowledge that. Therefore, I'm going to agree that a human being should have sex X amount of time, you know, like every two weeks, you know, and then let's say whatever the minimum is, the bare minimum to sustain life is this amount of sex. Okay. Agree to it. Right. And then if you and then are the stick to it, if you're the only source of that, then no matter what you think of me. You have to give me that because I've agreed that I'm only going to get it from you and I have a basic human need that I need to have a bust a nut once in a while. Right. Right. So you, as my only monogamous partner, you got to be the person and you got to take one for the fucking team yeah, and fulfill that obligation. Right. If, and even if you don't like me, you have to do it because it's like the, um, like you're just, it's just merciful. <laughs> Otherwise <laughs> you have to go somewhere else. No, like, isn't that just a deal? I wish that, I wish that when I got married, that that was the day I got married, that that was said what you just said. It's the in same. The, it should be vows. in the vows, in the church. In the vows. And you're going to fuck them at least every two weeks. Or like I went, I heard my brother-in-law, I'm not going to tell you which one because I don't want to bust him. But he was having the same conversation with me privately. And he's like, I don't need sex every day. 
but like every other day that's what he's going on uh-huh. like holy shit man <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you like you are like even every other day that's pretty ballsy to ask a person like especially like you got a bunch of kids and everything and you're like man every other you're still doing yeah because you, know, you get close to every other that's like awesome i think you're having a great time you know? yeah because the stars got to align there a lot of scenarios oh, man like whether everyone's busy got shit going on and then all of a sudden you got every other day it works out i mean man that's lucky good for you yeah if i go on a streak like a, am streaky i'm streaky that's just the way it is uh and uh, so, like, once you get the ball rolling, then, hey, I'm gone. But if you, like, uh, take a break and get used to not fucking me, you can get used to not fucking me forever. <laughs> More than the other way. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A slump is just as bad as just can be just as long as a streak, right? Yeah, man. Like, no, you, longer. Could you, be longer. like it for sure. You tell you you after not having sex with your wife for like a like a while, you tell her, hey, remember when we were having sex? How much fun that is. You love it, right? Don't you remember all that times you're having sex? You never like saying the boy, this is terrible. You're always saying like this is pretty good when it's going on. So why don't we just do that again? Then you're gonna be saying, Hey, this is pretty good while it's going on, right? Like you never say you're not enjoying it while it's happening. So it's something you like. That seems like logical. So let's just uh do that thing you like that makes you like all the do time. That- thing uh, like when you know like when you like whatever if I, like i'll do anything just <laughs> like i don't know i don't care life could be very good yeah like all you, the time yeah like you want you want uh, orgasms like i'll give you orgasms you know like you want me to eat your pussy i'll eat your pussy i'll do the things that you got to do to make you like the do that thing where your toes are curling and you're like, I don't know if you're crying or screaming or whatever. <laughs> and then you seem to think that's a good thing when it's happening. You know, I'll just do that thing. I'll make on it happen re- again. On repeat. Yeah. yeah. So, and while you're like basking in the whole glory of the whole business, I'll sneak my cock in there and do my own dirty thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. You won't even know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Like, I, I'm willing to negotiate is all I'm saying. It's like, but they're unwilling to negotiate. Zero negotiating. And then you try calling them on it. You're like, you know, how come you get all the power here and then you're using this as currency or whatever? It's a basic human right. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, (laughs) that is what happens. Yeah. They don't, they're like, you're crazy. That's not right. I I never signed no contract. Yeah. Believe it or not, there was a time I I was alluding to it earlier in the show. Where I was a young man and I said, uh, like, I I was like an old man because I was so serious. And uh, at those in those days, I think I held the sexual card. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think my wife was in, like, I would turn it down because she was hornier than I was. Really? Back in those days. Yeah. Because I was just so fucking like into what I was doing, you know, like, and I was busy and stressed. Boy, don't you wish you could go back to those days. Yeah, man. Yeah, I still was like super happy because like, you know, I got it getting it whenever you need it. You're still getting it more than ever. Right. But as soon as we had kids, it was like my all the power in that direction was gone. And then it was like uh, there's so many other priorities over my my uh, your needs. Car, cock, if you will. (laughs) 
your children are well over ranked. Yes. To the old uh, cockaroo. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and, but that's normal. That's like a very natural thing. Yeah. Anyways, I do like the streaks though. Because when a streak, you don't have to remind them right. how much they like it. Because it was like, remember yesterday? That was good, right? Let's do that again. And then you're like, yeah, that sounds good. I remember that. It was just yesterday. But when it was like two weeks ago, you're like, that ah, could have been anyone. <laughs> 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 right? I don't know. I had dropped it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a very... Are we at the end? We didn't even do feedback. We got to do it, though. Because we got one... I gotta re- we have feedback. Yeah, play that theme song. Yeah. We got feedback. Welcome, everyone, to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's episode is brought to you by our friends at uh, Clean Flow. Clean Flow is re-upped on our show. And uh, so thank you to Clean Flow for sponsoring our program. Go to cleanflow.com. That's K-L-E-E-N-F-L-O.com. And check out all the great pot products. And if you'd like to support our show, go to patreon.com slash Dutch Hall and join our queen, who this week was the our provider of feedback. Our queen, Jen Husko, who is our one and only Patreon subscriber. You too can be Dutch Hall royalty by going to patreon.com slash Dutch Hall. But Jen Husko went to the Dutch Hall at gmail.com and she says, hey, Pete. I listened to the episode with friendship on a stick and it made me smile and laugh my whole drive. No band can ever replace a nocturnal emissions. I think, but I really was hoping to like friendship on a stick because I really like the country version of this band. And I thought it would be funny. And I thought it was funny when I visited the hall, but both songs were really disturbing. <laughs> Are they all like that? I watched the last episode too, and I was glad to see Beaver's back. Yeah. Welcome back, Beaver. Right on. Ah, the queen approves of you, Beaver. I like it. Yeah. This episode was great too. Can't wait for my t-shirt. Yes, but now the t-shirt's been associated with the panties, eh? And you've built it up. It's Have dirty. You got a high, high, high bar, high bar, high bar set. I know. And now I want to make sure it's a nice t-shirt, but I think the logo is fucking brilliant. I just got to figure out the right color and then uh, the right uh, design, the right actual shirt, I think is of appropriate quality. I think quality. you got to stick with color. You got to stick to the Dutch Hall colors. What are the Dutch Hall colors? So? Those ones right there off the sign. Like a orange? Like an orangey, because it's kind of like a unisex color, right? Yes. The t-shirt be that color? Like, like you can't Maybe do she it. might you need a black t-shirt. You can't make hers like pink or pur- No, but brown. Yeah, brown is good. Orange. Huh? You can't have an orange shirt. I don't think she can have an orange shirt. I would put her in, but I might say blue. Especially a redhead in blue. No, I was always I'm always thinking about a black t-shirt because that's always all your hall shirts have been. Yeah, I have a black t-shirt. Black too. and then 
then oh, with or, the orange, orange. Oh, yeah, with the orange lettering. Yeah, yeah, it is that color lettering. Yeah, that's what I mean. That color lettering on the black shirt, it looked, that would pop pretty cool. I think so. Or like a navy. Or blue, yeah. yeah. And something like its style. You should get, actually, she's royal. She's royalty. I'll she get a royal blue. Need royal blue. Okay, royal blue. It's decided, and I'm glad I talked about it with the whole team. Jen, <laughs> your shirt is royal blue. And it's coming to you, and that's a thank you Bless for you being like. our queen and for f- providing us with feedback. Unless you and like I'll black. tell you, the friendship, uh, friendship on a stick, I'm glad you brought this up. You compared them to the Longhorns. You had expectations of them. Uh, to be as good as the Longhorns because you enjoyed the Longhorns so much. I have news for you. They look very much like the Longhorns. That's close. They look a lot like them. And they're two-piece. Uh, they yeah. have the same first names, I think, even. Yeah. Uh, but um, they are not the same people, Jen. They are not the same people. Uh, they just are very, very there's, there are they're an archetype. They're like a plain looking faced person and they just look common like other people. Oh God, I'm dying for Jesus. You don't remember that? I don't know. Every song they have, I sing it for a while, especially when I'm editing and stuff. You end up getting it in your head and you like it. I really like the one about, um, uh, the touch your boobies and then they go and they have that, uh, oral sex in the janitor's closet and then they they thank the lady at the end for um helping move the bodies because they were very heavy to dispose of them after they had to murder the witnesses of the uh horrible sexual act that they were felt guilty about but i don't see what you find disturbing you know i guess it's all how you perceive them (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know what's disturbing about that but Anyways, I think uh, I will pass that on to Friendship on a Stick. It does count as an enormous minus one. Well, that is a dash one for them. That is a v- very huge dash one for Friendship on a Stick. Our queen and, doesn't uh, like them. That's not so good. Because her opinion is number one to us. It yeah. is number one. She controls the show. She could veto that. So Friendship on a Stick, I'm going to tell you, they may never be back. Yeah. They may never be back again. Longhorns gets the queen's approval yeah and the longhorns have never auditioned before they should so let's bring the longhorns back in and have them audition and uh tell french i'm a stick i'm sorry you wowed me and kevin you wowed johnny renton but we're simple but the queen says no so you guys are not coming back Done. but Duncan funk still not been judged by our queen no. So I, uh, if you're not, it's like the <laughs> the Roman gladiator or whatever. Like yeah. You either live or die. The queen has not judged. Not yet. But Dunk Funk, so he's allowed to keep living. Yeah. But French Bonnet Stick, if they come back, it's under the queen's protest. That's what I'm telling you right now. So the queen Or at least clean your act up, French Bonnet Stick. Yeah. Make something a little bit less disturbing for a queen. One song at least. Smart enough. Use your heads. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. Exactly. Well... Anyways, thank you very much. If you if you two at home listening to this program at this deep into it, past the hour before we even got to this shit, if you would like to give us, tell us what you think of the show, give us an email at thedutchhall at gmail.com or go to uh, the Dutch Hall on Instagram and Twitter and all that shit. Though no one's ever talked to us on Twitter, so I should stop saying Twitter. It's Instagram. Do it. Do it. And uh, I'm not on Be Real. Because uh, I I don't want to be real. 
Good enough reason. You, what? That's a good enough reason. I don't want to be real. Fuck them. Do you ever hear about be real? No, I was about to say that. What the fuck is be real? Okay, so we can we can talk about. Be we'll real. talk about it after. No, we'll do it right now to okay. end the show. Well, be real is like this is my understanding of it too, and I'm an idiot. I'm an old man idiot. Is that apparently you join this app like like Instagram, right? But every like randomly at random times of the day, they send out a mass like an alert, and it says be real. <laughs> I don't know what it says. And you got to like confirm it. And then you just got to take a picture. And then when you take your picture, it takes a picture of the f- what's in front of you oh. and what's behind you. Oh, okay. Like, so it'll take a selfie and a picture of the room and you just got to do it immediately. And the idea behind it is you just take the picture and it just shows your surroundings where you are at the moment. And you don't have time to stage your picture. Oh, so I you like just that. you're just being real. It's like, not edited. Yeah. yeah, you're just saying right now this is where Pete is. Pete's just doing this, and he, so he takes his be real. And uh, my sister is on it. She's quite a hit on be real. Apparently, her be reals are like uh, are are just unreal. They're so uh, great, but I don't understand because people are staging their B-reels. They're still like... Like they're still ready for them. Yeah. Yeah, sifting through their correct B-reels or preparing to do a cool B-reel. Like, hey, when the next alert comes on, I'll do this thing or whatever. And uh, the whole point of it is not to do that. It's to just not stage anything. Just show your real self because the whole thing about social media is that... um, People are putting out the highlights, right? Right, and, and not not the reality. Yeah, no reality. So then everyone thinks like, oh, all these people I know from high school have a better life than me because they're not showing the times they're crying in their kitchen, you know? <laughs> and then uh, they don't post the picture of them, you know, like... Sitting on the toilet. Sitting on the toilet with a bleeding hemorrhoid, you know? <laughs> they don't show those pictures, you know? Your life has all those pictures in your head because you have to live it, right? So then people are comparing the reality of their shitty life, which is normal that everyone lives a shitty life, uh, compared to these fake lives on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, like these like highlight lives. And they're saying, mine doesn't measure up to this person's highlights, which is stupid because... Who cares, right? Like right. it's uh, it doesn't matter at all. That's not real, and uh, you don't. Uh, your life's not contingent upon somebody else's. Yeah. Right? Those two things. So if you're th- worried about any of those things, people at home listening to this, you're stupid and stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah. The end, right? <laughs> but it is natural to compare yourself. You're like, oh, look at this guy. He looks like he's having a good time. I know my, uh, I had a friend of mine, an old friend I reconnected with and he, and, uh, if you're watching him online, he's like doing all these like really cool things. And my wife's like, man, he's really living a great life now. I'm really happy for him. And then I went to visit him and he's like really struggling, you know, he's got a real mental health problems and he's really having a hard time. And, uh. And my wife's like, I can't believe it. Like, he looks like he's just got the world by the tail because of his uh, Facebook posts or whatever. Based on his social media. Yeah. But it's like, that's what he's doing to try to get himself out of his horrors of his life. He's doing these great experiences to try to feel something again, you know? It's like, you're not... So he's trying. He's trying. Yeah, and I'm really happy for him. He's, like, doing everything he can to, to fix himself, you know? And he's doing a great job, actually. He's doing better 
but like he has struggled you know what i mean like even when he's posting those pictures you're not showing the struggles on oh the closest is like a podcast like this right it's like i probably like i like because you're spending an hour every week you sometimes leaks in that you're nuts and on crazy pills and stuff but which is our best uh, the three of ours best way of getting it all out and getting it past it getting past it sorry yeah and i think those kind of like when you see the full uh picture of a human being like yeah i have good moments and i also have shitty moments and i have moments where i'm like uh having a good time and moments where i'm having a terrible time and that's all part of the human experience it's like the full thing you can't enjoy anything if you don't hate anything if you don't like have you know you can't know anything's good if you don't know it if you haven't felt anything bad you know so like i mean it's all part of the thing and i think uh, if you lower your expectations everything's easier i set the bar low set the bar low like don't want anything and you're always winning (laughs) right how's your day fucking great it's great i don't want nothing i just want to sit here yep and it's fine then everything's good you know like you don't need much I really do think that's half of it. Just want less. Have a couple uh, cocktails with your buddies on a Tuesday night. Fucking A. And uh, let it all out. And meet some people all over the world on the interweb. It's just an added bonus. That's our show, people. If you like to tell a friend about our program, spread the word. We're really big in India right now to our Indian audience. Uh, welcome and uh, thank you. And uh, until next week. Oh, yeah, you know what to do. Give us the feedback. And uh, until next week, we'll see you NT. See you next Thursday. Bye, everybody.